I'm Dr. Ken Yai, and uh, today we will be uh, tuning in to a young lady by the name of Dr. Morney. You guys remember Dr. Morney. She was on a previous uh, podcast that I did with her uh, today uh, on the uh, Narc Abuse TV network. Uh, she will be uh, featured on there uh, uh, with uh, Paxton uh uh, with Narc Abuse TV Network. Uh, the topic is healing from narcissism, uh, along with um, uh, Dr. Anushka. Dr. Anushka will be on there as well today. And uh, just want to kind of support uh, what uh, what Dr. Morney is doing and what uh, uh, Narc uh, Abuse TV Network is doing, along with uh, Dr. Anushka. So uh, they'll be streaming live uh, in about uh, a minute. Um, in about a minute. So the epi this episode of Healing from Narcissism will showcase the award-winning and celebrated author, Dr. Marnie Hill Federero. Uh, Join self-generation and balanced psychologist, uh, psychology specialist Anushka uh, Morrison and Dr. Marnie Hill Federero as they review Marnie's three new books. All right. So, um, the YouTube uh, live show will be on domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation. As you all know, parental alienation is near and dear to my heart. Uh, I was a victim of uh, parental alienation, uh, domestic violence, assault, and abuse. And so uh, I, my goal is to continue to, to collaborate with others who have been victims of that same abuse and are, um, know someone else that has been uh, uh, victims of that. So with no further ado, we'll be going live in just a few moments, guys. So I appreciate your patience. Thank you so very much for tuning in. I am again, Dr. King Yah. Hey, it's Sarah De Silva, life coach and studying psychologist here to invite you along to Narc Abuse TV's new and upcoming show, Gaslighting 101 with Sarah De Silva. Uh, we're going to be talking about gaslighting, all the means of abuse, all the ways that we can heal from narcissistic abuse specifically, and how you can find empowerment moving forward especially when it's a really hard thing to talk about this kind of and talk to other people about it, especially if you're dealing with complex PTSD. It's an amazing feeling. So please do come along and join us. Feel free to ask your questions. We're here for you. And in the meantime, if you want to find me on my socials, you can find me at Twitter or Instagram at HealTheMumWound. That's M-U-M. And also on my website, HealTheMumWound.com. Really hope to see you there.
we are back. This is Narc Abuse TV Network. Just in case you're wondering. Our season doesn't start, as many of you have asked, until March 1st. But we just had to do this today with Dr. Marnie Hill Federo, who is coming to rock your world. Opening up an entire library of books to help you through domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation. Coming to you directly from some undisclosed location in Southern California, along the coast of California, we are here with Ask Anushka as our co-host today. What a joy and a treat for me as we try to delve into the mind of Marnie and get a better understanding of how to navigate when you're dealing with a knucklehead and an abuser. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching, sharing, subscribing, donating, and all the above and welcoming us here to our new home on YouTube. We're going to begin our show in a few moments. Changing the way that you view mental health relationships, and recovery. Get ready. This is going to be good. You did it, didn't you? You made it. You survived. You actually made it here. Marnie, how are you? I am great. I'm great. So glad to be here with you. Are you really? Because you have no idea what I'm going to do to you today. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-oh, we lost you for a moment. Can Can you hear us? Yes. Okay, we got you there for a second. It was just me. So, Anushka, are you ready for this? I am. I'm so excited to be doing this. You really? You've yeah. done you've done this many a times. I enjoy it. I love it. And, and uh, I got to sit with uh, with you, Marnie, uh, three times to to do uh, our audience of one that uh, we did. Um, I, I told you before we got started that uh, our season doesn't start until after March first, but I just had to have both of you on today uh, because I wanted to spend time with uh, your books, Marnie. Um, yeah. most of the individuals who had reached out to me and told me they were going to be watching the show, uh, they didn't know that uh, your books existed and uh, mentioned that they were going to go out and, and get them uh, right away. Uh, but um, I didn't know that there was another book on the way. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's at the publisher right now. So it's the fourth book in the four book series, True Deceit, False Love. Now, I know that both of you love to talk about this subject of narcissistic abuse. Yeah. 
it is a it is a bona fide fact both of you are quite skilled at talking about that but anushka you're going to take the lead today as the co-host with me first time being in that position uh, normally you're on the end in which you're grilled by me and tortured uh, and now we get to team up uh, to uh, get into the mind of Marnie. Um, yes. You, Marnie, have been on a number of shows. You, you do exactly what uh, I've mentioned to a number of people when it comes to marketing. You got to go on the road. You got to take your take your books on a virtual tour. And I love some of the people that you've been doing a number of things with. Uh, I find myself wanting. Uh, I'm giving a a few people time to come in. I find myself wanting, uh, let me, I'm going to do something here and everybody will be able to see it, may not be able to see us, but I just want to put this up for a second. I, Marty, you know who that is, right? I know. <laughs> I just had to get this out of the way. If it, if it was not for Tracy, you and I would have never met. Right, right. She introduced us. Yeah. Uh, so I give a shout out to her. Uh, she is, she has had a hand and uh, Marnie and I meeting, and I have learned a great deal of things from her uh, and, and from Marnie as well. She has an amazing book that's out, yeah. you know, Divorcing Your Narcissist. You can't make this stuff up. So yeah. that's a wonderful yeah. resource. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, as we um, uh, do this show today, for those of you that will watch this or that are here in the live, uh, you must know that uh, we here on our end at Narc Abuse TV Network uh, from the NATV studios, we are just now coming back from vacation. So um, some have wrote last time, it seemed like I was a little slow and I am. So that's why Anushka is here. So, so, so uh, Marnie and I have uh, done a number of different things together, but I, I want to get into, and I'm going to put this up on the screen for everyone to see, please go out and purchase her books. So uh, feel free to talk about your books and uh, Anushka talk a little bit. I'm going to put something up for the viewers that will watch this so they know what books we're talking about. This is the first one, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. And this is the second one. Now, with the first one, were there two parts to the first one or no? No, the first one is 1,555 terms on um, domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation. So it is just a lot of words, terms, and phrases. That's the first book. Okay. The second book is this one, correct? Yes. And, and that has acrostic poems that are not gender or role specific, really. So anyone could read these poems and, and get some kind of validation mm -hmm. and information and uh, support just by reading these poems. There are 13 poems for each letter of the alphabet. Okay. This would be the third book, correct? Yes, and the third book is a survivor's workbook where if you find mm -hmm. that um, writing is, is something that you resonate with and, and that can provide some healing and help you connect the dots to everything. This um, shows you how to write your own acrostic poetry and, and do your own work there. So, yeah. Now, you have decided to put these books together because of what you experienced in life. Could that be safe yeah. to say? Yes, definitely. I would say most people that, you know, devote a lot of energy into bringing awareness to this have had some sort of experience with 
you know, the domestic family abuse. So yes, I have had experience myself, but you know, I'm also someone who um, has reached out to other people to hear their stories and understand what they've gone through. There's, uh, there's a lot of commonalities to our story. Um, and so, uh, yes, so that's, I definitely have experienced this myself. Yeah. Uh, Anushka. I know you had some points that you wanted to highlight in regards to the first book. And now that we have the author here and we can delve into uh, the mind of Marnie, <laughs> phrases, words, words have power. You highlighted to me that you wanted to talk to her about. I did indeed. I think, um, I think if we're talking about the first book, oh my God, well done. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. I think that it is a, do you know what? It's a wonderful reference guide for someone who doesn't understand or doesn't know what they are going through. It provides medicine, to be honest with you, because when you are going through something like that, you become stuck. You become you don't you don't necessarily know how to communicate what you are going through. So what you have provided here is a lifeline for somebody to be able to articulate exactly what they are going through. And it's like what Paxton has said, you know, words do have power, even when we are in um, that toxic relationship, mm -hmm. the way that that person speaks to you, what words they choose, you know, the sentence formation, words do have power and words do affect us. Yeah. So I feel like what you have written here is literally a, it's, it's a survival guide, isn't it? It's for, it's for somebody to be able to articulate what they are going through. Mm -hmm. And um, words can be misconstrued. They are used against you in these kind of dynamics, in these toxic dynamics. And for somebody who doesn't understand it, these words do provide um, meaning mm -hmm. for them, don't they? Yeah, there's, you know, and validation of what they've experienced, you yeah. know. Um, so many of us that have had to navigate, you know, our um, experiences, we, we don't always know we're in an abusive situation. I mean, yeah. you know, months and years and even decades can go by. And, you know, there's that cognitive dissonance, which is, of course, one of the terms in the book. But there's, you know, where you know something is just not quite right, right but you can't really put a finger on it. And, um, but, but you go along in your life and, you know, because you know you're a good person with integrity, you kind of think the people you surround yourself with um, also have those same values but you find out at some point that that no you're dealing with someone that that has really a personality disorder um of course undiagnosed and we're not here to diagnose anyone but you know they certainly have all those traits and yeah. and they definitely use language um or the omission of language yes um to to slowly gaslight you into believing yeah. that, um, you know, your reality is not really what you think it is. So the words, words have the power to hurt, but they also have the power to heal. They do indeed. That's so important to remember. They do, they, uh, words do heal. And I feel like because it it make it allows us to process what we are going through, but also to make sense of this experience as well. Um, 
And I think you're absolutely right. They they do. They use these words against us. It's the gaslighting, isn't it? It's the altering of somebody else's perception of what's going on. I think that's so damaging. And the and these effects can last for years. Right. Oh, and it's done so subtly. It's done in a way that you really, you know, just don't um don't feel like you're gonna call them on it because you know there's a little bit of truth in some of the things that they say. But, you know, how I came to writing this first book, um, I had already been using writing in a way to heal. I, I wrote my first book was a spiritual fiction called God Came to My Garage Sale. And it was after experiencing miracles, you know, during a very, very tough time where I had to leave the world as I know it. I had to leave my home. Um, I found I was left with nothing and, you know, no home, no, no money, um, actually no children, even though I had a beautiful relationship with them into their twenties. So, you know, it, it was just a shocking situation. And so the writing I found to be very healing. Um, there were many versions of that first book and, um, and, but then I, you know, really tweaked it and wanted to make it a spiritual fiction. But in the meantime, I was always writing down terms that um, that that people were talking about. Like, I didn't even know what narcissist abuse was. I didn't really even fully understand the term of narcissism. Uh, but then there's so many other terms, you know, I could, okay, brainwashing, no contact. Some of those things make sense, but there were a lot of terms that I really needed to look up to fully understand. So I would just, as I was healing and, and trying to make sense of what I was going through, I would have a spiral notebook where I would start writing down these terms with the intention that I would look them up and kind of put the pieces of my own puzzle together with right. it certainly made sense what the, what people were talking about. Um, so after a while, the list was like a hundred words. It was like so many words I had to look up, but it did take too much longer that, um, there were a thousand words. And then I really, really did a deep dive into this. And I thought, wow, if this is helping me, um, doing the research, understanding what these mean, kind of doing some reflecting on my own experiences and putting it all together, yeah. Um, then I thought maybe I should write a book yes. and, and I should put this together. And so, oh, yeah. um, once I got going with that, it, it, uh, it, it became a passion to want to not only heal myself, but also to help other people and inspire other people. Um, because I know the feeling of being totally alone and, um, and as we know, this can happen to both men and women. Um, it doesn't, it's not a gender specific thing at all. Um, so, you know, if I'm talking and I'm, I'm using my perspective, it's only because that's what I have experienced. But, um, but anyway, so the first book definitely has all these terms and, and in searching out the terms, um, I always came across Dr. Sam Vaknin, because, um, yeah, he actually coined a lot of these terms. For, for people who don't know who he is, he's from North Macedonia. He is a self-proclaimed narcissist who has, uh, is a professor 
in psychology and he has really his passion is to spread awareness about narcissism and narcissistic abuse in all different dynamics not just in a romantic relationship it can be in a work relationship it can be with family members it can be with friends and so um just in following his work um i decided to reach out to him and not only did he want to endorse this first book he wanted to write the introduction or the foreword to this book so that was just um you know really nice and i do have um in all my books they're all prominently endorsed by by people that if they they're tuning into abuse recovery programs the names will be familiar and and um and so honored that both you and paxton were part of books two and three um you're gonna, you're gonna make me blush you're gonna make me blush i'm telling you so honored so honored and it and it's validating for someone that has gone through this to know that there are other people that really get it you know they really get it they understand and um, there's a lot of healing just in that alone. I have to, I have to uh, step in for a second and ask this question then. Both of you have been able to reach individuals through your books, through your programs, through social media, uh, through many different ways. What have you recognized when it comes to the manipulation or the shame that a narcissist tries to put on another person and even to the technically even to the point that they create parental alienation in the life of the victim what have you recognized well for me just briefly that they all follow the same playbook i mean so that, that so i could share my story and it will very much mirror pretty much everyone else's story, you know, of course there's some differences, but, um, you know, they, we all kind of go through similar things and they kind of follow. It's almost like they've, they're programmed in a way. Um, that's just, that's mind blowing. What do you think, Anushka? You are so right. I'm like literally nodding my head here. You're right. They're all programmed. It's all the same behaviors. It's all the, the same phrases as well. It's all about power and hierarchy. And I'm better than you. You listen to me. Do what I say. Every single time it's taking something from, from another person. It's never their own. It's never any recognition. It's, it's taking something, whether, yes, it's taking that energy, integrity, identity of another person. And this is, and, and in some way, this builds them up. This makes them stronger. That's what I've noticed, you know, through the work that I've been doing this over the years. Right. And also, you know, because they take so much from other people, they are really empty shells. Like, you know, they, they really, um, they don't even understand people and, and they're not very genuine. They, they have no problem lying, you know, and honesty is one of the values that, you know, is, is probably the biggest value that I hold dear. And, and so you are completely, there's different phases to the abuse. Yeah. Um, so you really don't know that you're in the thick of it until yeah. you're way into it. And, you know, in my case, I, I divorced my abuser after 27 years, you know, and people will say like, how did you stay in that so long? But 
they're, you know, I've read people that have stayed in 50 year marriages that are finally figuring it out. But yeah, so they, they study you, you know, you're almost a chosen person. Now I've heard the, the term for parental alienation that you're a chosen parent. So if you are the parent that, that you know, has um, lost your children, whether it's a father or a mother, um, you know, chances are you are the chosen parent because the abusers will get the young or adult children to align with them um, kind of like a brainwashing situation or whatever. So you're like a chosen parent, just in the same way that these people chose you. You know, they're seeking out who do they want to, um, you know, be involved with. And they pick people that are nice, loving, forgiving, uh, kind of look at the world with a positive lens, which I'd like to say I still do. I still... I still want to believe in goodness and in humanity. And, and you know, I, I don't want to let this one abuser, and, and then I later on found out there were others too, because there's flying monkeys or family members, people that, you know, you, once, you, once you've gone through this, you, you, and then you start doing some of the inner work and you, you look into your situation, you realize that there are others here too. So you were chosen, and and so that's something as far as the similarities, I think. I, I wanted to, uh, if we could, please take a look at uh, our friend on the screen here of the refrain, uh, giving a little love to you there, uh, talking about the first book in the series. Uh, sounds like a concordance of abuse. Any thoughts from some of the things you've seen coming across the screen or in this particular comment? Well, go ahead, Anushka, if you want. I was just going to say um, thank you. I know who this is, so thank you so much um, for putting your comments across. I'm, I'm glad that you're going to order all the books. You will, you will really, um, you will really elevate your recovery, and this really helps to um, put words to something that maybe some of us don't understand or don't really necessarily know how to communicate that. Um, language is silent and there can be no understanding and i think that phase is very prominent it is it's true we are we are sometimes silenced we have to when we are gaslighted or when we also experience the silent treatment from from this from these abusers and we we spend a lot of time in our heads maybe ruminating trying to figure out like what did i do wrong and and it's like dr money what you said before there's like different stages of this and so I think this is really important and it's it's a really prominent um, statement where language is silent, there can be no understanding. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You're getting a lot of love, Marnie. Oh, yeah. I, I, I see, I'm putting up, I'm, there's a lot of comments that I haven't even been able to get to yet. Uh, yeah. You're getting a lot of love uh, from, from the viewers and uh, hopefully uh, everyone will get a chance to make it a point to put the pizza down. Spend money on the books. Don't be a cheapskate and embarrass me in front of my guests. In front of my guests, please go out and pick up the book. I truly appreciate it. Much love to you, uh, uh, Kenya, uh, Doctor for uh, Doctor Kenya Speaks TV for uh, making sure that as many as possible uh, can be reached uh, by means of uh, Doctor Marnie and Anushka and this show. Uh, just a, a food for thought uh, for anyone that comes here and it's your first time here. Uh, feel free to uh, connect with uh, Marnie 
uh, on her platforms and ways to reach her and Anushka as well. She has her Ask Anushka format uh, in helping you get uh, balanced in your uh, psychological uh, steps in life. Um, I, there is something on the screen here uh, from Raven Scott Girl Talk. Uh, she says, writing and journaling have helped me in my healing process. Yeah, Th thoughts on that, please. Uh, by the way, everybody, please subscribe to Raven Scott Girl Talk. I'm saying that I'm saying that because I have an ulterior motive. She's okay. going to have a show here on our network uh, coming oh, up soon. Uh, so okay. so feel free to do that. You're going to see a number of shows here. Uh, but anyhow, uh, anybody want to uh, comment on what Raven says there? Well, I I just know that Anushka has a journaling. She gives journal prompts yes. on a regular basis. And yes. that is very helpful for so many people. And I also have found writing to be extremely therapeutic. Um, I was never one to even get into poetry, even though as a kid, I, I loved doing acrostic poems because they were easy, you know, and I wasn't overwhelmed with them. And I, you know, could understand acrostic poetry. Um, but the, the poetry, you know, is actually good because you can take topics and issues in small segments and, and unpack it and as opposed to the whole idea of thinking oh i've got to write an entire book or yeah, i need right, to write right, an entire right. essay that could be overwhelming so so you really want to um you know you can take it in small segments but but it's a very safe place to 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 work out your thoughts um, is mm -hmm. words because you know you can you can journal and then it could make you think of something else and something else you'll start writing more and and one thing leads to another and it's just you, you kind of get it out which is really nice uh, because not everyone can afford counseling or even want to go that route um, you know there's only so many hours in the day to tune into podcasts or you know mm -hmm. to read literature so writing is very healing there's many many different ways that people can can heal but writing is wonderful and and anushka your your journal prompts um and and just your program and just your shorts like i don't know what you call those but those <laughs> little yeah. that you can you you get a message across and it lets people think and and um helps validate what they're going through. I, I'm smiling and I'm laughing because Anushka didn't plan for this. She's, she was so ready. She's got notes for you and now you're giving her compliments and I'm watching her with that smile light up. This is so good between both of you. I love it. No, um, I just, and you're absolutely right. Thank you, Paxton. Um, and thank you, Dr. King, your speaks TV. Um, Marnie, I just wanted to emphasize, yes, that, that you're absolutely right. Sometimes people don't have the time or even the financial resources for, you know, for therapy. And again, if you think about it, therapy is about speaking your truth, speaking about your experience. Um, and so that's why journaling, writing it down is so therapeutic. It's another way of expressing. What you're doing is you're creating an outlet to allow these words, to allow these thoughts and emotions because emotions are also attached to words. Um, so when people are writing in their journals, uh, when they're writing about the experience, you know, the mind, it processes so much. And and through that processing, we're able to attach different meaning. We're able to understand this in a different way. And it is really cathartic. It's really healing. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah.
I'm going to uh, I'm going to move to I'm going to put something up on the screen that I I kind of teased a little bit and put it up there. Uh, it is uh, a copy, the electronic copy of what you sent uh, Anushka and us, uh, Marnie. Uh, so, give me a moment here. I'm going to put that up for us to see. I find this title, the beautiful title you have there. Thanks. True so deceit, false love. Yeah, I love that. When you first when you first told me, I went like, "Man, that's a T-shirt right there. Yeah, it's like a coffee mug. It's like for every survivor should get that because it's almost two phases of life happening at the same time. That's just my perspective and twist on it. Um, the title in itself, I'm just curious, how did you come up with that title? You know, I I had that title in me um, actually while I was married. So, so I actually, at some point, was trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. I had that cognitive dissonance. I knew something wasn't just right. But I hadn't gotten to the point where my light bulb was fully illuminated. So I, I guess early on, I was just kind of writing down some things um, and I have a background in education. So I was a high school teacher for 35 years and an adjunct university professor for 12. And so I've, I'm just very familiar with, you know, writing and, and working out things that way. But I actually came up with that title while I was married. And um, I was thinking true love, but it's, this isn't true love. It's anything but true love. What it was, was true deceit. So the love was false. And so I just, um, I always had that title in, in my mind. And actually when I did my spiritual fiction and, you know, your, your um, copywriting things or your buying domains mm -hmm. you know, right. mm -hmm. for future websites or whatever, this is, you know, I did all that before I even began writing. I actually purchased the domain for true deceit. Oh, false really? love. Because, yeah, even wow. then, because I knew I needed to do something with that. I didn't quite know what, but I knew I needed to do something. And it, it just, to me, made sense. Um, and then I did want to, with the subtitles, definitely address domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and then later parental alienation when that became, you know, a part of the, the the big turning point, the big eye opener that happened. So when it came to this aspect of domestic violence, yes, uh, it's you know it's a it's a heavy hitter. Yeah, uh, that that uh, those two words. When it comes to domestic violence, how is it that the acros acro acrostic um, anthems play a part in helping someone heal from that? When it may be quite difficult for them to even gather their emotions. How does it help? Well, you know, there's there's many different uh, forms that domestic violence can take place. You know, there's many different ways that that is expressed and or sometimes not expressed. So right. sometimes uh -huh. the omission is is part of it where the victim, I don't always like to use the word victim, but that does, yeah, yeah, that I know does, yeah, victims yeah. in the beginning anyway, um, they're trying to make sense of things. But the, the acrostic anthems, I have 13 
poems for each letter of the alphabet. And um, because I originally did a book with 15,555 terms, and they're all alphabetical as well, I went through and I tried to choose words for the acrostic poetry that would be um, not only healing for me, but would be general enough that that anyone, you know, a mm -hmm. father, a mother, a child, a grandparent, even a boss or a worker, you know, because there's narcissist abuse um, mm -hmm. in the workplace as well. So with mm -hmm. domestic violence, though, so many of the things that we experience can kind of um, uh, transcend different labels. So, so even though you know, you're highlighting domestic violence right now. Someone that is in a workplace toxic situation could read some of these situations and find similarities with their experiences. So, and, and my poems are very, some of them are just informational mm -hmm. so that you can learn about it, you know, without pulling out a dictionary. And, you know, you could, you could really kind of learn about the details about the background, but some of them are just an emotional response to, you know, right. So there's an example there on the screen with, you know, the A's, all the different A's that, that, you know, I, um, I chose out of the thousands and thousands of words that are used. That, that was one of the things that, uh, as I was looking over this, <laughs> I was binging Marnie for the past few days. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I, I can literally do like five shows with you right now, but I'm going to be really nice today. So, so there's so many questions that, uh, came into my mind. Any offhand, uh, Anushka, just go ahead and jump in, but, uh, just scrolling through this, I'll continue to scroll through this, uh, Anushka, if there's something you wanted to bring out or highlight as well. There was, there was one that I actually chose that I really wanted to talk about, but actually before I do, you are absolutely right. This is a dictionary. This is exactly what this is. This is a dictionary um, for somebody who has experienced this type of abuse. And it's very specific. It's very particular, this type mm -hmm. of abuse. Yes. And it's there. That's exactly what I wanted to talk about, the energy vampire and enmeshment. Because these are, these are terms that we don't come across every single day. And, you know, I remember like, what I didn't even know what enmeshment means. I don't even know what is an energy vampire, but I, I don't know those, I think those two, and they happen to be, you know, together, but those were the two kind of phrases that for me, energy vampire. Right. You know. right. And actually, why don't I just read from my book? Oh, perfect. Please. Absolutely yes. perfect. So, uh, oh, wait, which, which one, by the way? <laughs> oh, this is the green book. Oh, green I love book. that. Yeah. Of the I got actual mine. acrostic poems. So for people that um, are are looking at the book or want to look at this, which page is that, by the way? This page is sixty-eight. Okay. Sixty-eight for the energy vampire. I'm going to attempt to get there, but go ahead. Right, and so when you look at it, an acrostic poem has the word vertically. And then you take that the letters of those words and you either put um, individual terms or you make a sentence and make it all connecting. And what's really cool about this is you can really tailor it to your own situation. 
um, you know, uh, when you're doing like the workbook part of it. But so understand when I'm reading the, the poem, um, I am following the acrostic pattern where it's, you know, the first letter is E for energy vampire. And then at some point, the word naturally comes in there. So there's the N. So I'll just read what, what the poem is for energy vampire. So empaths and honest good souls are naturally giving and trusting people and connect emotionally with others. Narcissists are really the complete opposite. The covert's goal is to take as much from you as they can, just like what we talked about. You become very worn out because the relationship is always unbalanced. Narcs love to engage in mind games. These games are regularly played as they completely suck all the life of you, the life in you out. The malignant narcissists are relentless and your supply will never be enough for them. They are energy vampires. And actually Dr. Kenya just wrote, wrote, wrote in there, venomous vipers. So, so like, and, and actually it's very cool that you wrote that Dr. Kenya, because if you were in the workbook and you, you know, I already give one suggestion for V and then um, uh, actually I give one example of a poem for V and two mm -hmm. suggestions and then there's room for you to do your own. You might want to pick venomous vipers for V and, and do a poem with that, so. So a person can a person can really no matter what their set of circumstances are what what they're living in they literally can begin to connect words and express themselves with what they're going through most definitely like for example um, there are thousands of of words under F and in the acrostic poetry book. Flying monkeys, for example, is, is one of the F terms. Well, you might want to give your own F word and put in what you want to say with that. Or you could put a person's name, um, Fred or Fiona or whatever. You can, you can um, put in your own situation, whatever it is. Right there. Yeah. And then, and then you can, you know, create your own healing. There yes. That's I'm such sorry. A good Go idea. ahead, Anushka, Sorry, I'm just going to no, no. say that Go exactly. Yeah, put the name down and just really ex ex explore it. And it is. It's really healing. Definitely. Sorry, Gordon. Well, but one that was very healing for me was birthdays ruined or holidays ruined because yeah. you know i i would always go to so much effort with my two beautiful children to have very memorable holidays with a lot of laughter and a lot of fun but it seemed that the abuser always wanted to dim that light yeah. and 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 somehow there were conditional things and it was there was you know the kids might not have noticed, but I sure did. And so it was very healing for me when I was actually writing the poetry to, to just write about like the emotions I had with holidays and birthdays and, and joyous occasions mm -hmm. that were always kind of um, sabotaged, you know? So they always are. But, but it was, yeah, yeah, they want to take away anything that brings you joy like even yeah. so much so like if like 
this is something both of you don't know about me, but I, uh, you know, you've heard of James Taylor and his music, I'm sure. Yes. Yes. Folk singer. Well, I actually am friends with his brother Livingston Taylor, oh. and who I met when I was in college, and I've sung on stage with him a lot of times. Okay, that's two. That's two things. Then we don't know. You didn't ever talk. Now all the talking you've done, you never told me you sing. <laughs> Go no, ahead. No, and okay. I, and Go I, ahead, please. I don't really. Um, but you know, I did. I did this loving arms duet with him mm. eleven times on stage wow. over like a thirty year period, mm. and um, and the last was out in Maine, I believe. I flew to Maine and and was part of his show, which was great. And, you know, he is just a, an amazing musician. Um, you know, you know that he's James Taylor's brother because there are definitely similarities, but there's definitely a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, so I really enjoyed doing that. My first time singing with um, Livingston was at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago because I, I spent the majority of my life in the Chicago suburbs. Mm -hmm. Well, that was such an exciting thing for me. And, but that was something that my abuser would slowly um, sabotage, like tell me yeah. negative things about him or, or that, um, you know, just discounted that I loved that music. And, and so it's even something like that. It's a little strange, but you know, the things that you like, um, whether it's a musician or an author or a movie or a TV show or certain type of clothes or, or yes. certain foods. I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. The, the, the narcissistic abuser will, will make you question you, why you like that and, and kind of put thoughts in your head that really um, yeah. you shouldn't be liking that. Or, or like, let's say you have a good friend um, that, you know, you've met someone and you, you know, you really are connecting with them. They will actually make up things. They'll say, oh, did you know that that friend came on to me? And I just, they said bad wow. things. And I don't think you should really hang on with, you know, hang out with them. And you, mm. you very easily then say, well, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable. I just won't pursue that friendship or whatever. When really they're just trying to isolate you and sabotage your happiness, you know? And uh, so true. yeah, so that's just an example of, of that. But that's a common thing that takes place. It's very personal because each individual goes through it. Yeah. But it seems, as you said at the beginning, Marnie, as well as you, Anushka, this is a common thing that many experience that what they like is sabotaged, mm -hmm. undermined, and they set individuals up uh, with false statements uh, to sabotage their happiness. What would, I just want to do this. What was it like if you could describe for those who are just beginning this journey of being, uh, as it were, having their eyes open, being in a position where they're starting to understand, what was it like emotionally for you? You loved doing that with oh, Livingston Taylor. Yeah. What was it like emotionally? Describe it if you could, please, so that others can begin to understand they need to describe their emotions. Well, I'll tell you, I it was it was it was um, upsetting 
because you'd like to think that someone who cares about you um, would kind of care about some of the same things that you like. Um, but, you know, luckily, you know, I did have a light within me and um, I did have enough, um, I don't know what you call it, you know, um, enough strength within me to still pursue the things that I like to do. So even though he was trying to, to dumb that down or get me to stop doing some of those things that I enjoyed, like, like the, the times I would sing on stage with Livingston, um, I continued to do it, but I ended up just doing it alone. Okay. And, and so when I wanted him to maybe be there to videotape me, you know, like right, 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 right. record of this, show our children, you know, I didn't have that support. So I would have to like go into Chicago by myself and wow. get myself. And then that translates to other things, you know, um, this is a little off topic, but not really, you know, when you um, are going through domestic violence, narcissist abuse, you know, your emotions um, and your emotional illness in a way can kind of transfer to physical ailments. So there are a lot of people that are in these situations that all of a sudden get autoimmune diseases or, you know, they just, um, they, they are not as healthy as, as they mm -hmm. once were. And then I will tell you if anyone's experiencing that once you remove yourself from these toxic people, you mm -hmm. know, it's amazing how, like I have absolutely no health issues at all. And yeah. but it's a very different scenario than, yeah. than where I was. And so what will happen just like the abuser would not, uh, support me when I was going into Chicago or, you know, for performing or whatever, they won't support you with medical things. So I remember I, I needed to at one point try to figure out, you know, um, my local doctor, you know, family doctor said, really, there's nothing wrong with you, but I knew wow. something was still wrong. Wow. And so I went ahead to go to the Mayo Clinic, but the abuser sets this up that you're on your own. I mean, I just remember you know, going a week to um, the Mayo Clinic and I flew myself there. I did, a, you know, I navigated the whole thing myself. There was no support, not even a, a phone call of how you're doing or whatever. And actually that, looking back, that was probably a great time for him with many of his, you know, he had numerous infidelities and that I'm sure you know, set up for that, but the support is not there. And so you, you know, to answer your question, you're, you're the emotions, you're really kind of feeling isolated and that's the start of it. They want you isolated where you have no support system and, and they want you to just kind of give up on your own dreams or interests and stuff. And, and, and most of us do, we give up a lot. Um, that's why it's such a process afterwards to start reclaiming our life back again mm -hmm. and just saying, who was I, you know, 30 years ago? What are some of the Definitely. things that I like and, you know, um, make up who I am as a person? It's like yeah. you have to, you have to learn that over again because you've been put down so much and belittled, you know, and, and discounted and dismissed. Did you feel yourself getting lost? Because when you're when you're dealing with this narcissistic abuse, did you feel yourself getting lost in that you didn't know who you were? 
Um, that's a good question. I could see how that could happen to a lot of people. I don't feel that I got lost, but I, I certainly was in a state of cognitive dissonance for a long time. So I wasn't necessarily lost, um, but, but they do get you to question your own reality. Okay. In fact, they even, I, you know, the, my abuser, I had a very, very successful 35-year career as a, as a teacher. At one point, the abuser was really trying to get me to go on disability. And I would be like, well, on disability for what? Wow, that is something you know, else. What, 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 <laughs> well, you, you have fibromyalgia, you know, which is this autoimmune or whatever. I said, but that's not affecting my work or, you know, I love teaching. And I, yeah. it brings me a lot of joy. And I, I, um, okay. you know, I, I, I couldn't understand, but they, they want to get you to a point where you're not even. You were going to be in lockdown. You were going to be in lockdown, Marty. Because <laughs> he was going to, you were going to have a paycheck. You were going to have, you were going to have to rely totally on his abuse to keep you alive and breadcrumbing you, huh? And, and actually, a lot of people, you know, I, I've heard of, of many fathers that um, love their children and wanted to say, okay, well, listen, I will stay home with the kids and um, and and raise them and bring them to their activities and, and I'll make the lunches for school and that type of thing while their wife, you know, is the breadwinner. And, you know, that would be a joint decision, supposedly, that they... But yeah. it's really not a joint <laughs> decision because the 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 in the two cases that I know that that wife really was trying to get uh, the husband completely dependent on her. In fact, even said, "Listen, I think it's too much for us to have two checking accounts. Why don't I just have a oh, wow. checking account wow. and then um, I'll give you an allowance for the <laughs> for the." Uh, groceries and and so the that husband then you know at one point went along with it saying okay well that sort of makes sense we'll keep it you know simplify here um but then the allowance for the the, the food is is just basic necessities the allowance would get reduced and reduced oh this is a couple months or whatever and so because that father really allowed the, the mother to just kind of run the show with all that. He didn't really realize the financial abuse that was happening there. And that's a huge, the money manipulation is a, is a huge component with this type of thing. You know, these abusers believe that money is power. And, um, and so they will use that. They will buy off children. They will withhold it from you. Um, you know, even though we had a very good salary between our two salaries and his was double than mine, I always felt like we never had enough money. So I went to garage sales and I I would go to Goodwill just to, mm -hmm. to buy my kids clothes because uh, I don't even think I ever brought my children once to a shopping mall, you know, and um, and. I mean, that's something I didn't really love to do to, you know, go to a shopping mall. But but I um, I always was made to believe we just didn't have the money when really we had the money. We had more money than we needed. But he had ulterior motives. They were they were they were, I should say, narcissistic abuse. Those who do that 
They love yeah. skimming from the top and taking to something for themselves and setting it aside and keeping things hidden. Uh, this seems to be, I'm saying that uh, because it seems to be a thing I hear common uh, doing the show now for almost three years. Uh, it's, 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 um, it's not three years, but two years rather. Uh, it's been uh, quite amazing to hear the stories of individuals having their income that they have been making and was doing just fine before they met this person all of a sudden start shrinking and all of a sudden nobody has money and uh, no until they until they discard and walk out and all of a sudden they have money right and there's yeah. no accountability for it and actually many mm -hmm. you find out later many of them have addictions they have uh, yeah. whether yeah. It's pornography or the gambling or yep, yep. Uh, absolutely every single time yes yeah. every so single they, time it's so yeah. Have other families while they're married. To I've heard that too. Yeah, I've heard that a lot as well. They're supporting children, love children that you know they might not even know, you know, but they are. Yeah, the money is just unbelievable. It's uh, it's uh, used as a manipulation tool, and and yes, and it, and it getting back to what we were originally talking about, it it makes the victim. It makes the targeted person, let's say that instead. Yeah, that's, yeah. It, it makes the target dependent. Mm -hmm. um, and, and they have to ask for, it already, it, it it's not an equal footing. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. you have to ask for, can I please have $10 to, you know, mm -hmm. do this? Okay. Need $10? Can't you do that? Yeah. You know, so. Okay, yeah. with, that, with that in mind, um, we've gone uh, 56 minutes and uh, I do have to leave a moment of the show in which I get to torture you, which is coming up. But first, I'm going to do something else. I need your thoughts, both of you. Feel free to share your thoughts on this. I'll put it up on the screen. With all that has been said, there still comes this opportunity that the narcissist will want to come back or do a heat check as it were, or a thermometer check to see where they stand, to see if there's other things they want to do. In your uh, book, your third book, I call it the green book, uh, True Deceit, False Love is the series of books uh, dealing with uh, domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and parental alienation. They love to Hoover. Not everybody's experience is the same, but you wrote this, I love what you wrote here. Um, can we talk about it a little bit, please? Well, I, I'd like to say hoovering takes on many forms because once my light bulb went on and then I was threatened with, don't you dare divorce me or I'll take your house, your money, your children. Um, that was it. I didn't have like the traditional hoover where they want to come back. Um, at that point, after 20, you know, over 25 years of marriage. So some people experience that type of hoovering. However, I'm currently being hoovered. So I filed for divorce in 2013. I'm currently being hoovered as far as being taken back to court. So like, even though it's been almost a decade, the abuser is filing false petitions. You know, they're they're all done in bad faith. And, you know, but you have to address it because it's a legal document against you. And, and um, you know, so so there's hoovering that way. But 
I experienced a hoovering before we got married. So at one hmm. point, at one point, I was in love with my charismatic abuser. I was just in love with him and I was ready to get married. And I wanted to have a family so bad. And so when you are, when you want to be married and have a family, you overlook all sorts of things. But, but anyway, I, I just thought, okay, this, this, you know, um, we need to be together. And then he told me, well, my old girlfriend is living with me now. She's from out of and I, and I, and I thought, well, what do you mean? And, you know, and he would say, well, you know, we're not romantic. Um, and I know he had the smallest place, so I can't imagine she had like another room to go to or anything. But, <laughs> um, but you know, that, that was just shocking to me. That's that, crazy. And then I remember, um, um, yeah, it was just, it was just shocking to me. And this is before we were married. So, I um, and then he, he even went on to say how she's got a bank account with his bank. And I, I'm like, well, that had to have been a little bit more serious if she's getting a bank account. She's from out of state. Well, I'm just trying to help her find a job. And I mean, the excuses were 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 believable, but not believable. But then I cut it off completely then. So I was just like, I don't think so. I don't think so. This is yeah. this is not right. But. A few months later, I understand what hoovering is because he hoovered me and mm. said, you are the one that I want. Wow. Uh, even though she's still living with me, I'm setting it up for her to go back to, you know, her state and all that. Mm. And, and I, I just, I was young and naive and I thought, wow, mm. he really does love me. That mm. is, you know, but so mm. I experienced what it's like to be hoovered, but it was before I was married. Well, bless you. Yes. I think it's also important to remember that actually hoovering, you're right, exactly what you said, that it takes on many different forms and it can be positive and negative. I guess, <laughs> what is positive hoovering? I guess where there isn't um, a lot of malice and anger behind it because actually stalking can be a form of hoovering when somebody is watching you you know online or physically watching you i didn't know that but i learned that um not so long ago actually when i was doing research into one of my videos but um that's what i mean by kind of negative hoovering but positive it's more of the oh like what you experience oh you're the woman of my dreams i want you it's you're the one you know i guess that's more in a positive sense because there isn't a negative negative part of it there but Hoovering is is a is a really peculiar thing, isn't it? It's it's full of lies. There is no in you know there's no intent of there ever being this healthy um, relationship. But yeah, it's it's and, all and about. And there's a harem. You know, there, one of the terms is a harem garage or a harem closet. Yeah. These abusers, whether it's men or women, they try to hold on to their past relationships. They keep the door open with these past yeah. relationships. So like, for example, in my case, um, when, you know, they move on right away. Like when they know you are done and you're not, you know, going to have any part to do with it, they already have these people lined up for years. They just keep the contact mm. going 
Um, in fact, I can even remember many of the Christmas cards that I would write would mm. be to some of these women. Wow. So, you know, he immediately went back to a high school girlfriend and, um, and you know, even was paying for trips to, you know, out to Vegas and different things, you know, even though the divorce wasn't final. Um, he keeps in touch with um, work relationships, some people, but, and, and, you know, so he, he always kept the door open so that he could go back to these people. Um, and then currently, um, from what I understand, my, my ex is engaged to marry our next door neighbor who we lived next to for like over 15 years. And, that's, and so that, so, you know, that's, people, that's sickening. People I mean, weird. Yeah, weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, weird. That's no, didn't you know that? And even now I'm like, I don't know that they were really involved, but something had to have happened because, yeah. you know, he's back in the old neighborhood right now, which is just, it's, it's, uh, it's just mind boggling, but they, they juggle supply. And in, and in yes. my case, and I think this happens with other people, Mine's a little extreme, but he would embed their names, their birth dates, um, their addresses, their phone numbers. He would embed them in the numerous passwords that he would have. Wow. Um, so at one point when I, the family computer was left, I thought just because he wanted to help me out so I would have the family computer. I didn't realize it was to spy on me as well, but I... He must have forgotten to delete a few things. There were a few things that actually the police had to look at. They but always get caught. They yeah, always get caught. They, they always they get caught. Do, don't they? Although the justice doesn't always Busted. have to. Busted. They, they don't always get um, consequences for their actions, mm, but the truth wow. does eventually come out. Absolutely. But, but I was able to see and figure out, it, it took a long time, but I was able to figure out these codes, um, these secret codes that involved different initials. So I actually learned of a few of the infidelities that I didn't know about because of mm -hmm. the codes that I was able mm. to unravel with the birth dates and the phone numbers, you know, because even with the phone numbers, then I, I could look up the phone number or even look at my own family address book and say, oh, my God, that's her phone number. Wow. So, so they go to a lot of extremes. Um, it's, it's a really sad life, I believe, for them because they mm -hmm. put so much effort into the juggling of supply, but also the stalking. Um, you know, mm -hmm. you, I, they, they just are obsessed with you, even if they've moved on. They really haven't moved on because you are the one that got away. And, yeah. and they just want to, they obsess over you. They, they obsess. Not only do they want to know where you are, what you're doing, who you're seeing, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. But they also are looking to see if there's anything you can do that they can bring you back to court for. That's, yes. what, you, that's what you've been experiencing though, right? For sure. Okay. Uh, along with a number of other people uh, being dragged, uh, as it were. Uh, back into court yeah. uh, over uh, uh, petty and foolish and childish things so that they can continue to cause havoc in your life. Uh, uh, we, are, we are going to do a couple of things here. Uh, there's so much that I want to do with you, Marnie, uh, Nushka, and I together to talk with you. Hopefully, uh, we will be able to schedule more uh, this year together 
to delve into the book and uh, aspects uh, that you have learned that can help other people. But now it's my turn to torture you. So here we go. I'm going to put something up on the screen and uh, I just want you to speak from the heart and uh, have at it. Um, Let's do this first. How do I deal with friends who become flying monkeys? Okay, Anushka, do you want to take this or do you want me to? Oh, thank you. Okay. Um, Oh, this is really sad, you know, when it's friends and people who you've invested time and energy and emotion into. But I think um, what you've got to remember is that these people are you know, dragged into the world of this narcissist, of this person. And I feel like whatever you do, uh, it's going to be like a losing battle. And I feel like I think the best thing to do in these situations is you you have to cut them off. And I know that's really heartbreaking because, like I said, they're your friends. You've invested time. You've got to know them. But all they're going to be doing is reporting back to the narcissist. And the thing is, you're never going to be able to feel comfortable with them is because you're going to be thinking about what do I say? Because um, and where do I go with them? Or what? how do I how do I address this? You know, I don't want to lie to them because we're not liars. You know, we tell the truth. But and, and then it becomes really difficult. So then that's not really a friendship, is it? That that friendship that you or the way that you knew that person that doesn't exist. So it becomes really skewed and you become uncomfortable. And what's the point of living life like that? I, I just think. It is really sad when friends do become flying monkeys. This has happened to me. I've experienced this. It is heartbreaking, but you've got to let them go because it's it's, it's just they believe the narcissist's cause or the, the narcissist's um, version of things. And um, it's just you're going to have to, you'll, you'll become re-traumatized having to over-explain yourself, over-validate things. And it's just, there's no point. Right. Actually, you, you, you know, that's a wonderful response to that. How do you deal with friends? And actually, some of these friends are friends that you had before the relationship. Yeah. So you had yeah, a history with them for years. I found that with a lot of things, it was very easy, like even right on that, that there wasn't a lot of overlap. You know, there were some neighbors, of course, but, you know, when you are um, a targeted person of this, um, you lose you lose your relationship with your neighbors. It doesn't matter if you've lived in the neighborhood and you were almost best friends with everyone for 20 years. They they the the abuser has already been working on them for years. So yes. I found that with the flying monkeys, there were a lot that were that just divided themselves without any problem. Mm. But then there were some that just kind of hung on, and there was you know I, I just remember one one relationship that. I really, really liked this this woman. I really, really did. We connected on on many different levels. And she was the only one that I actually had to tell her, listen, I would love a friendship with you, but because of your connection, and she had huge connections to his side, um, I just said I no longer can have a friendship with you. So I at least knew early on without learning about any of this, that there was no way that there could be overlap at all. And then what's really interesting Mm. is you get contacted out of the blue by former friends or neighbors, and it's real clear to you that they don't have good intentions, that they're not really um, wanting to connect Mm. with you. They're really trying to gather information and, um, mm. and report it back to the abuser. Mm. So, so at some point, 
you can identify these flying monkeys um, very easily. So, so you're saying it's not always innocent when someone reaches out? No, no. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. But most of the time, I don't think it is. In my experience. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put something up for you here. Since that's the case, then that means we need to have healthy boundaries. Then. Let's talk a little bit about that for those, again, uh, the majority of the audience that watches these shows are individuals who are just beginning their journey. Um, the analytics show for us, since we've landed here on YouTube, our audience is between the ages of 13 and 35. So speak to those individuals about healthy boundaries. Go ahead, Anisha. Oh, bless you. Okay, thank you. So healthy boundaries, you know, to develop boundaries or to understand what they are, you actually have to really understand yourself and have a good relationship with yourself, feel connected to you, because then you know what, where you can and when you can't. Um, and so that's really identifying, you know, where, where, how you're willing to allow other people to treat you or how do you want to be treated? How would you interpret that? Are you going to accept that? Is that good enough for you? Is that acceptable for you? And that takes a lot of knowing yourself, connecting to yourself, knowing actually what is acceptable or not. Is it acceptable for somebody to shake your hand when you first meet them? Is it acceptable um, for someone to slap you on the face, you know, second time you meet them or after an mm -hmm. argument? You know, it's those things. I know I'm giving really extreme examples, but it's just those little things that actually you need to be aware of because if you're not, then people will trample all over you and treat you however they think or however they wish. And that doesn't really correspond with your own interpretation of how you want to be treated. And so boundaries really is, um, it's about letting other people know what is acceptable for you and what is not. But you've got to know what is acceptable for you. And if you don't, then it's really important that you get to know that, but you also stick to that because it takes, it takes courage and it takes confidence to be able to exercise those boundaries to others. But it is really, really important, but also life-saving that you do have boundaries. Yeah, definitely. That's that's wonderfully said. Um, and and like you said, the courage. It it does take courage because mm -hmm. you you know we are not uh, the empaths and loving people. We're not that confrontational. We're very accepting and open people, and and so it goes kind of against our nature in a way to put up the boundaries. And so a couple things to this answer. Um, I would say. Um, you need to do some of the inner work and that is a process that doesn't happen overnight. Um, in fact, you know, I decided at the start of this new year, that was a good time for me to set some boundaries with some people that um, normally would, I would not have boundaries with at all. And that was very, very hard to do. And you second guess yourself and you feel guilty in a way, like, oh, yeah. I've had this relationship for so long, um, you know, for me to, to go no contact or go low contact is really, um, you know, pretty extreme. Um, but you find you need to, so you, so you do some inner work and you realize what makes you a target. What are some of the patterns mm. that you have 
developed over the years. And you might find that some people, even family members that you thought really had your back and you were, you know, they don't necessarily. And so it's a scary thing to do. It does take courage to put up those boundaries. And then it, and then also when you get a little more comfortable with that, with new acquaintances or, or relationships, then you be a little bit more discerning, you know, you're, you get stronger and stronger with each, um, uh, with each situation, you know, you, you both are knocking it out the ballpark. I've just, there's a lot of comments I just can't even put on the screen. But uh, we've been moving rather quickly uh, on this discussion, a number of different things. We're looking forward to spending more time with you, uh, Marnie. Um, but uh, here we go. I got two more things for you. And then I promise uh, you will be able to go about your day or evening in a beautiful way. But uh, I've got to ask this question. Uh, here we go. Uh, that's not true. I got, I got three things, but here we go. I gotta, I'm going to put something up. And Marnie, this is for you. Okay. I want you to feel free to describe this picture. Hey, that's me with longer hair. <laughs> well, you, you look like a person who has healthy boundaries right there. I, I'll tell you, I, I evolved into a person with healthy boundaries. So that picture is actually my backyard. I live in the Caribbean and, um, you know, just, I was really kind of coming into my own writing the books and really, um, luckily I'm, I'm spending my days with a life partner and he, he gets it, even though he doesn't have children. Um, he's, he has experienced situations himself and actually, you know, understands the players in the game. And so, um, when you are surrounded in happiness and, you know, I, you, I got myself to a safe place. Um, you really are happy. So that's, that's, that photo of me um, was just, um, actually, I think that's the photo in my fourth book. That's yes. right now. Actually, that's the, that's the photo that's there. I wasn't quite yet ready for the short hair to be, to be out there. <laughs> you look beautiful. With I was just about hair. to say that you do. You look beautiful, oh. and the energy of you on that photo—you can really see yes. so much I health, agree. happiness. It's beautiful. Honestly, I agree. I agree. Okay, so since that's the case, and you've given us some background there about you and uh, uh, the where you are right now, yeah. but more importantly, uh, the stylish, uh, beautiful uh, look that you have on right now. Uh, it's an inside joke. No, everybody's not going to understand what's going on. The three of us do, so we just know, endure that. We know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah we, we know what's going on. Okay, so here we go. I'm going to put something up, and um, please tell me what you think. Sometimes people find themselves in a position in which, whether it be flying monkeys, whatever it may be, whoever may come into their life, uh, they feel a need to do something, and they want to try to do this. They want to prove themselves to other people uh, because of being victimized by an abuser, by a freeloader, by an individual who is less than what they say they are. Why is it important for a person in recovery as they move toward regaining their strength and their emotional stability to balance out their life, to regenerate their life? Why is it important for them to stop trying to prove themselves to other people? 
Anushka, you're always going to go first, by the way. Let me just clarify that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> no no um, pressure, brother. Okay, it was fine. Um, yeah, it, this is because if you're if you're trying to prove yourself to others, this isn't in a way, it's, it's an abusive. You've been conditioned to do this. Like this is what your abuser you know, has made you do. Like you've always got to try and prove yourself. You're, you're always second guessing yourself. So it's kind of instilling um, the premise for that you're not good enough, that you are, that you, you, you're not enough, you know, by yourself. So you've got to prove your worth. You've got to prove who you are. But actually, you don't need to do any of that because you're already enough. But when you're with the abuser, they make you believe that you're not enough. So you have to prove yourself. You have to prove that actually this is the truth or this is what's going on. And it's kind of, it's almost, I I, I want to say that it's almost like gaslighting yourself a little bit because you're trying to mm -hmm. prove right. who you are to others because you need the validation from others when actually... You already are enough and you have to believe that within yourself. So this is actually, this is the the secondary level of abuse that's continuing after the abuser has made you kind of believe that you're not enough and you're having to prove yourself. And so, yeah, you're, you're, it's kind of continuing this abuse. I totally agree. And the only thing I would add to that is it kind of puts you in a defensive mode. Where you're just having to defend yourself when really, mm. you know, like you said, you're good enough for who you are. Mm. And, and you know, in time, you'll find others that you resonate with that you're not in a competition for. You're not mm. in a, you know, it, there's just a, a balanced acceptance. When it comes to your experience today on the show, both of you, what is it that has happened in the show be nice now, that you had no idea was going to happen or that you enjoyed? So for me, what I really enjoyed was spending time with both of you, actually. Um, you're two of my favorite people. And I'm not just saying that because you guys are here. I really have enjoyed it. And it's been really lovely, you know, being on the show with you, Dr. Marnie. It's been so lovely, you know, to, um, you know, be in your presence, you know, um, also read your books. It's just been a really lovely, surreal also experience that, you know, oh, I'm on the show with Dr. Marnie, like these are her books. It's just amazing. It's just been, it's been really lovely. I guess that for me, that's, that's why I really enjoy And you know, the admiration is mutual and, and it's, it's amazing oh. when you, when you meet other people that resonate with you and they've had their own experiences, but they certainly right. understand yours. There's a connection that is very, it's, it's hard to explain. Yes. You want to have like, okay, so we're talking about healthy boundaries, but at some point you, you start to realize who, who are the real deal. And, and so yeah. I feel the yep. same thing, same way too. I just, uh, I, I, when I came on today, I was thinking I am getting to spend some time with two people that mean a lot to me and that I am so glad are in my life. And, and I you're, know you're that. doing it. You're doing it to me. You did no, it when we had our private show and now you're doing I'm it. In public. But you know, we are, we are connected in, in so many yeah. ways. Plus we, you know, I can't wait to the time that we all can just get together and laugh and, and even talk about things other than all of this. And, Bingo. You know, and we're, from, we're from different parts of the world. I'm in the Caribbean. Anushka's in the United Kingdom. 
um, mm. we're on uh, California. the West Coast of, of the United States. And I know we're going to be coming together and sharing yep. some great times. We have um, many things that we're going to get together. But I love the fact that we can virtually um, connect yeah. like this. And I think just our conversations yeah. and addressing these topics can help a lot of people um, just by tuning in and they can, they can resonate with, Hey, you know, I'm going through, I'll look at someone says the three months. Are, are you serious? They just Absolutely. put that. I had to put that up on the screen. That's so true. I, I, have, I didn't put up everything that people have said because they're trying to keep the show moving, but I had to put that one up. They look, I've, that's a great right. well, thank you. you. I mean, it, it's such an honor to have both of you endorse my books um, because I value what you do so much. And before we even met, I was following you, not stalking oh. you, not, not that <laughs> kind of thing, but I would tune in to the messages that you would, you know, have or the guests or the topics. And, and yeah. it resonated with me so much that I took the risk to reach out to, to make even a, a bigger connection. And I'm so glad that I did because... I, yeah. I'm so glad you're in my life. Both. You, you you have no idea how much we talk about you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious. Uh, Anush, can I uh, connect and, and talk about a number of different things and uh, projects and so forth? Uh, but uh, you you mean a lot to us. Uh, and we stumbled across actually talking about you. Uh, Anushka, I know you still hear me though, right? You're there. Okay. Uh, because, um, I don't know, we were talking one day and, and I think you mentioned, uh, uh, Anushka, the, uh, endorsing the book. And then, uh, then I mentioned it because, uh, we hadn't really told anybody yet. I just got to run through some names here before we go. We have gone uh, one hour and 24 minutes. It says, uh, here, the endorsements, uh, Sherry McGregor. Uh, I'm going to do this to you. Now, please. You know me at this point and done enough shows with me, uh, uh, Marnie. I just want you to say a couple of words about the names I'm about to throw at you, okay? Sure. Oh, Sherry McGregor. Author of Done With the Crying and Beyond Done With the Crying, books and workbooks. She helps parents that are estranged from their um, children. Right. She's awesome. Yeah, just awesome. 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 Ashley, Ashley Burgess. Rock star. So she is the nationally syndicated radio host of um, uh, podcasts and, you know, live your best life perspective. She, you know, if you tune into her podcasts or yeah. her shows, definitely you'll resonate with her messages. Yeah. Just lovely individual. Yes. Listen to her for years without a yeah. doubt. Uh, Trisha Barker amazing person she is someone i connected on the spiritual side of things because she is a near-death experiencer who wrote angels in the or but she also wrote a poetry book about loving god and narcissists so she mm -hmm. has had her own experience with narcissistic abuse but also has we resonate with the same message about spirituality and that goodness prevails so yeah. yes she's awesome so here you go. Another one before we go here. Uh, my, my buddy, Christopher, narc survivor. So I didn't even know his first name. So it's <laughs> Okay. So narc survivor is someone that, that, you know, I would tune into very unique voice, unique yes. for someone who yeah. appears pretty young to have yeah. such wisdom, mm. but, um, 
I was I was thrilled when I reached out that he was interested in endorsing my book. So yeah. uh, that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do this to you. I, I, I'm not leaving until I do this. Jennifer J. Harmon. Amazing, amazing researcher. Dr. Harmon has actually done. She's out of Colorado and does um, major research on parental alienation. You can always catch her TED talk that has been played and replayed by, I can't tell you how many countless people. But so she takes it to the next level with parental alienation where she she does the research and, and then supports parents that are going through this. Tamara Sweeney. Um, one of my best friends, she has Love Dominates, which now has kind of morphed into Agape Love Dominates. Mm -hmm. um, she uh, is sailing around the world, spreading the word of love. Agape means love, and her mm -hmm. website is Love Dominates. She is a very, very strong survivor who um, has been alienated from her four beautiful children yeah. 10 years. 10 yeah, years. And it's still in the courts with, with yeah. the abuser. Crazy, crazy. I remember you telling me about that. Okay, just a few more here. Mr. Sam Vaknin. Well, we kind of talked about him. Yeah. He yeah. a lot of these phrases, and he provides so much information and perspective and research on all yeah. of these dynamics. Lisa A. Romano. She is the breakthrough life coach. So, so many of us have tuned into her just down to earth conversations. You, you listen to her and you feel like you're just sitting, having a cup of tea and talking about this. So Lisa A. Romano, um, I was so honored that, that, you know, she chose to endorse my book and even said I was a lighthouse for others. Yes, you are without a doubt. Um, and uh, Anushka. Uh, you have any thoughts about her? Who's that lady? I don't know. Who's Anushka? Here's the other person. Someone that I just feel is, is like a sister to me. Yes. So, and she, oh. there she is. But Anushka, you, you really get it. And, and yeah. you really help so many people. I love reading the comments of, of what people are saying when they hear what you have to say. But you have a, a psychologist practitioner background to bring that perspective. And so we all can learn something from you. And, and so I constantly tune in because I know I'm gonna learn something new, but you really get it, not only from your own experiences, but just how you've helped so many other people. Now, look, I may have, and I hope, didn't, I, hope I did not leave someone out uh, uh, showing each one of the books. Uh, of course, this is gonna be 24 seven uh, video library on YouTube. Right. This is the one that I'm, I'm addicted to this thing right here. This yeah, thing is awesome. Yeah. I'm serious. Although the books are great, you know, I, I feel that. But I literally cannot put this thing down. I find something new. You have an amazing mind, Marnie. Some well, of the things that you it. wrote in here well, to get people you. jump started. I'll tell you, it was just so very healing. You know, a person that we didn't mention, but we mentioned earlier on in the show is Tracy A. Malone. You, now you're directing the show. I was saving that on, I can't believe you just did that to me. Right. I've and deliberately set this up to finally end the show that way, but now you've just called it into the show. Go right ahead. It's your show. Kind of full circle here, but Tracy and I- Saving her for last. Tracy and I have actually become good friends as well. I've been out to Colorado where she oh, is. Okay. She's actually come to the Caribbean where I am. Cool. So we really have connected really? 
on many levels. Yes. And I've, I've actually, um, you know, she's asked me to, to read some of her work to help with grammar punctuation. And she doesn't need a lot of help. She's a wonderful writer and, you know, she's got great perspectives um, personally, but also the work that she does with her meetup groups or her workshops mm. um, are, are just fantastic. But Tracy was another one of those wonderful, wonderful people that that I have, you know, it's transcended just the professional connection, you know, so yeah. because we resonate, we we all get it, you know, we get it. I have you know, been, nice people, I, we really have fun, you know. I have enjoyed uh, spending time with you. We've enjoyed uh, fun with you, uh, of course, ourselves. Uh, again, I repeat, I was saving Tracy for last, and I'm glad we got to it yeah. to hear your heart uh, about all of the individuals who, well, endorsed your books, but um, you have endorsed what we have been going through. You have helped us to see this. You have validated what we have gone through. When a person endorses something, they're validating the very structure and the very content or uh, the character of the person who's putting it out. You have validated our character and what many have experienced. And when I say we, I'm having a shared experience with everyone because uh, all of the individuals I've got a chance to talk to uh, that have heard about your book, are, they're enjoying it. Uh, everyone's story that I hear, it has become my story. Right, I right. can't keep up with the amount of pain that people tell me but every time I get a chance to meet someone like you, you put it in perspective and I can keep going and putting these shows on. Uh, so uh, quick plug, everyone, please subscribe uh, to our channel because once we hit a thousand followers, then we hit the algorithm and they can push it out to more people. Uh, so please tell your friends, subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, if you want to donate, that's fine. We're not here for your money. We're here for your uh, ability to help us hit that uh, algorithm number of a thousand. Uh, and then uh, we're off and running to get to more people. What I wanted to say to you is, is this. I'm going to put uh, someone's comments up before I say goodbye. Um, oh, where can you, oh, of the refrain is asking where to purchase the books. Um, you know, and where does most of the money go back to? Actually, when if you become an author like I am now, you'll realize it's not a monetary endeavor at all. Um, you know, in fact, I just did my taxes and it's, you know, you, you lose money doing this, but what you gain from doing it is, is priceless. So, yeah. so really the money goes into the publishing or whatever, very little goes, um, to the author, just like how they, they're streaming music, yeah, yeah. very little goes to a musician. Yeah, right, the right, books right. can be found on Amazon and on Barnes and Noble, as well as Balboa Press, which is a division of Hay House. And, you know, um, if you if if money is tight for you and you don't need a physical copy of something, I personally like physical copies of books, um, but you can just get all of these books for just three dollars and ninety nine cents online. Yeah, I, I wanted to uh, put that up so you, you get a chance to let them know this, this that you do, the book writing being on this show and all of the shows that you've been on. Oh my goodness, numerous shows. Please go to her website, by the way. Your website, by the way, is? It is www. I know I don't have to say that, but GodCameToMyGarageSale.com. Okay. So it is the name of my spiritual fiction and I just kept it like that. So GodCameToMyGarageSale.com. 
Yeah, much love. You're getting love on the screen again. I just got to show you that before we, I end up pulling a plug here. But I just want to say, you give a, a, a part of your life that you don't have to give to help others. Yeah. And I respect you and admire you immensely, Marnie. The and so does Anushka. I know, I know we've talked. Uh, yeah. The reason why is because, and I'll tell you this before we end, we've got an hour and 34 minutes uh, of spending time together, and it's been a, a true joy for me. The reason I admire you is because in the short time that we've been doing this, we've only been three months on, on, on YouTube, and we've been doing it a bit on Instagram. I repeat something I've said to others. We've talked to a number of people who've told us, no, they won't come on the show because we don't have enough subscribers or followers because they're trying to hit their numbers and make money. You've just laid it out exactly the type of people that are on our show and that we love. My daughters and I starting this together. We love you, Marnie, because you give of your time. You're not about money. You're the real deal. And as uh, I'm going to put it up on the screen, somebody just typed this. Uh, this is exactly who you are. Everyone else is playing the money game or popularity or paying their staff. You're the real deal. And you come to help people as all of our guests do. And Tracy, I was telling you, I was saving her for last. We are indebted to you, Tracy. I want the entire world to know that Marnie and I, including Anushka, we are happy that we were able to meet this woman. It's because of Tracy Malone who is another amazing self-sacrificing person. Uh, I spent time talking with her in a show prep and I got to get to hear her mind on stuff. She loves people. And so do you, Marnie. And so do you, Anushka. And uh, everyone that's been on our show is the same. Uh, they're willing to give their time and energy, not get paid, and literally have a show to help people. Uh, so many blessings to you. Much love for you, my friend. It is bringing awareness. And you know that you're helping you know, even if you help just one person, that's one person that's taking the steps towards self-actualization. So, you know, um, it's important to just, our voices matter. We need to, we need to, talk. We need to talk about this and yeah. let other people know that, you know, you're, they're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah. Uh, Anushka, any last words before we go for this experience that you've had? Of course, I know you've touched on a lot of a number of things. I um I just wanted to say that um, you have brought so much light and love into this world. You've brought literally words to life, experiences to life. You will save people's lives with these books. You really will. I think what you have done is absolutely amazing. And for those of you who don't have these books, please do go and purchase them. Um, because these will really help, you know, to express, to understand, to process exactly what you have gone through. Marnie, you are a lifesaver and absolutely a light in this world. So thank you so much. It was so lovely to do this show with you. And it's amazing what you have done. Well, you're very kind. And I am, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at Paxton over there. <laughs> I know. Look at him in the corner there. I know. Look, I'm telling you. I'll tell you. This is... This this is the way we're going to end the show. All right, here we go. We ready? I just got three things. People just keep typing, so I just got to do this. And this is how we... Will you guys stop typing? <laughs> I, got a, I got another show coming. Here we go. Here we go. I got to put that up for you. Yeah, healing yeah. the world one person at the time. Yeah, it's a healing. Yeah. And Dr. Kenya is doing that too. And actually, so many of the people that have mm -hmm. podcasts 
that I have interacted with, you know, they also have the same values where it's not a monetary thing. They are looking at trying to make a difference in the world and, and using their experiences to, to help others. Yeah. You guys are amazing. I got to go, though. Hey, you guys stop typing over here. I got to go. So, all right. I love each and every one of you. This has been truly a lot of fun. Thank you for getting, helping us uh, get this show out today. Um, let's wave at everybody. Saying goodbye, everybody. Please, whatever you do. Um, they keep typing. Uh, so whatever you do, everybody, please subscribe to Anushka's channel. Go to uh, uh, Marnie's website. And uh, whatever you do, please subscribe help us hit that mark so that uh, uh they will put us at the top of the list when it comes to the algorithm uh and not see us as a new page i appreciate each and every one of you see you guys later thank you very much all right bye-bye bye-bye see you soon All right. All right. So that was it, guys. That was it. I want to say that I really appreciate you all for tuning in to another episode of Dr. King Yah Speaks Network. I am Dr. King Yah, and it has been a pleasure, pleasure joining our friends over at Healing from Narcissism, uh, episode number two. Uh, Brother Paxton, Paxton with Narc Abuse TV Network. It has been an honor being uh, being able to stream uh, with them. Narc Abuse TV Network. Go ahead and get on over there and subscribe. Uh, again, Paxton, I appreciate you. I appreciate you and Dr. Anushka, Dr. Morney. I appreciate you all so much. For all of the listeners and viewers on, uh, on YouTube, also on uh, the podcast network, also, those that are on uh, LinkedIn, I really appreciate you all so much for your due diligence, for your time, for your patience, and I do not take it for granted at all. I love you all so much. I hope you have found value in this podcast today. Thank you so much. Have a great, safe weekend. It's Friday. May God bless you all. I am, once again, Dr. King Yah. <laughs>